With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin Davchavov, page 26. So we begin at the Mishnah. If you have some kind of property that is, for example, a piece of land, so it's referred to in the Mishnah as something that's dependable, because a piece of land is something that doesn't go anywhere, so it's something that people can depend upon. So it's Niknim Bekesev Vishar Vechazaka. So it can be acquired, a piece of land can be acquired through money, some kind of document, or by showing ownership. And Rashi gives examples where a person plows it a little bit, or he walks around the borders, or he closes the door, he locks the door, or he breaks the fence. All of these different ways show a person is acquiring it, or that he's a, he is the owner. So now, that's all talking about a piece of property. She'elam achrayis, but something that's not dependable, meaning a, a property which is a movable object. Einikna elba meshichel, the only way to acquire it is by pulling it. So a movable object, so it can be acquired along with a piece of land. When one acquires that piece of land through money, a document, or showing ownership. So once he's already acquiring that piece of land, he can, along with that, he can use that acquisition to also acquire something which is movable, without actually having to do Meshicha on the movable object. And if one is already swearing about a movable object, so he can be forced to also swear about a piece of land, because we don't normally make a person swear about a, a piece of land. It's something that's not sworn on. However, once you're already swearing about something that you can swear about, for instance, a movable object will also make you swear about a piece of land. Now we begin the Gemara. Because of Minolan, how do we know that one can indeed acquire a piece of land with money? Amar Chizki, Amar Kra. Chizki says, the verse says in Jeremiah 32, A field can be acquired through money. So it's explicit. So Gemara says, wait, if you're learning it from that verse, maybe, besides for having money, you're also going to have to have some kind of document. Because the verse says afterwards, They wrote it into a document and it was sealed. So the Gemara answers, no. If it had said the word acquired, that it's acquired, this piece of land is acquired, after everything, meaning after money, and this document, then we would indeed say like you, meaning we would say that indeed you would need both money and a document. But now that it says the word that it's acquired originally, meaning right immediately after the word that he's buying it with money, it's clear that the verse is saying that money is how he's acquiring it, and the document is just a proof that if he later on needs to prove that he indeed acquired this piece of land, that that's how that that he did indeed do it. So he has a proof, but the document itself was not creating the acquisition. Amarav Rav says, This that we said that a person can acquire through money is only in a place where they don't usually write some kind of document. Like kind of in a place where a document is usually written, so the mocher, the seller, does not intend to give over the acquisition until after the document is written. However, if you explicitly state your condition, meaning you want to say when the acquisition is going to take place, you have the right to do that. Like this case of Rav Idi Barhaven, Kizavan Ara, whenever he would buy a piece of land, Omar he would say, Iba ina bekaspa ikni, Iba ina bishtar ikni. If I want, I'm going to decide later that I want the acquisition to take place through the money. If I decide, I want to be able to have the option that it should take place with the document. Iba ina bekaspa ikni. If I want, I want it to take place during the month with the money. The Iba isu lemahadr lamatisu hadrisu. Such that if you want to back out, meaning the, the seller wants to back out, uh, Rav Idi Barhaven was saying that I'm going to be able to hold you back from being able to back out because I acquired it from the onset. 
Solomatsisu Hadris, you won't be able to back out. Viba ina bishtara ikni, if I want, I can, I can make it that the acquisition actually takes place when the document is written. Diba ina malhader hajanabi, such that I have the option that until that actual, that document is actually written, that I can still back out. Thus we see that if a person wants, he can explicitly state exactly when he wants the acquisition to take place, whether with the money or whether with the document, and you can make a precondition that it's going to be dependent on your whim. Now the Gemara continues, Ubishtar. We said that a person can acquire a piece of land with a document. Minalan, how do we know this? If, if it's because the verse says, you shall write it into a document and sign it, and place upon it witnesses, we already said that this verse is talking about a document that was not written in order to acquire, but rather in order to be a proof for later on that he indeed had purchased this piece of land. But rather from this verse, and I took the document of acquiring. So you see that a document has the ability to create an acquisition. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says the only time that it can be acquired through a document is only when we're talking about a document where a person is giving over some kind of present of this piece of land. If you're talking about a sale, so Rashi explains that what this means is a person, when he's selling a piece of land, so he's not going to give over the acquisition of the piece of land until he actually receives the money. Because he doesn't, until he sees the money, he doesn't know that he's going to get the money. And therefore, he doesn't actually give over the acquisition. So even though there's a document stated that he's selling this piece of land, nevertheless, until the money changes hands, the acquisition has not taken place when we're talking about some kind of sale. But in regards to a matana, some kind of gift, so then indeed the, the shtar will indeed work. Masiv Rav Hamunah, Rav Hamunah challenged this statement. You're telling me that it's only true in regards to some kind of present? I'll prove to you that that's not true. Vishtar Ketzad. What's the case of a document? Kosav Leal Haniyar. If let's say we wrote it upon a piece of paper, Al Cheres, or some kind of shard of earthenware. Afabi She'in Bahem Shavapruta. Even though the document that is being written on does not have any value whatsoever. So he's not, he's not trading it for the value of this piece of, of, of this piece of paper, or this piece of earthenware. It's, it has no value. So it's clearly talking about a case of a shtar. It just has to do with the fact that he's writing it over. What did he write? My field is sold to you. Or, at, at this point in the Gemara, it's a case of or. It's two separate cases in the Hafamina. Or he said, my field is given over to you. So we see that this case, it's either sold or given over as a present. So you see that you can use a document in order to sell. So who So he asked the question and he answered the question. You know why the seller in this case is willing to give it over even though he hasn't seen a penny yet? Because he's selling this piece of land, he's trying to get rid of it. It's such a horrible piece of land, nobody wants to buy it. He finally found a buyer, so he wants to make sure that he indeed does take this piece of land. He can't wait to get it off of his hands. Therefore, he agrees that the acquisition should take place at the onset when the document is written, even before he gets the money. Rav Ashi, Amar Rav Ashi gives an alternate explanation. The truth is that this case is all one case. It's not two separate cases, one being a present and one being a case of sale. Rather, it's all one case. He means to give it over as a present. So why are he writing it that he's selling it to him? If he really means to give it over as a present, this is in order to give him more power. What does this mean? So Rashi explains what the case is, where you have Ruvain is giving over a piece of land to Shimon. But before Ruvain went and gave this present to Shimon, so, so he owed Levi money from before. So what that means is Levi can now come along if Reuven defaults on the loan and he can collect that piece of land that was given over to Shimon. So what Reuven is doing by writing that it's considered sold to Shimon is he's enabling Shimon to be able to come back to him in case of default, in case of the fact that Levi comes and takes away this piece of land that he gave to him as a present. So Shimon will be enabled to come back to Reuven and say, give me the money 
money to replace the present that you gave me. So Reuven wants to give over a full-fledged stalwart present, and that's why he wrote this language into the document. The Gemara continues, with Chazaka, in regards to acquiring something through showing an act of acquisition, showing a person's ownership, how do we know that this works? Chizkiah says, the verse says, You shall live in the cities that you have grabbed, that you have acquired. But metafastem, have you acquired them? Yeshiva, by living in them. The Yeshiva, Rabbi Shmuel, learned as follows, If you rush them, I saw, you shall inherit it. Yashaftem ba, and you shall live in it. But may Yerashtem b'yeshiva. How did you inherit it by dwelling within it? So thus, we see that if a person does something which shows that he owns that place, that's how a person can also acquire that place. We said a movable object can only be acquired by pulling it, by handing it from one person to the other. How do we know this? The Chesip, as the verse says, When you shall sell something to your friend, or you shall acquire it from the hand of your friend. From the fact that the verse uses the word miyad, it's teaching us that the way that a person acquires is by handing it from one hand to the other. He says that from the Torah, so a person can also acquire through money. So why in the Mishnah, we're seeing a case of Meshicha. According to Biyachanan, money also works. So why didn't it say that in the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, The Mishnah is not saying the Ikra. In the Ikra, the main law originally was that you should buy with money, that you can buy with money. However, the Rabbi said that we're afraid something's going to happen. Rashi explains, we're afraid that person's going to say, If let's say I buy without actually touching, without actually bringing it into my possession, I give, give you the money, and now it's transferred into my possession. But it's still sitting at the seller's house. And then what happens? The person's house is burning down. So the person is not going to bother to go save the wheat because he doesn't care about it, it's not his anymore. So in order to prevent that, so the rabbi said that you shouldn't do such a kinyan, we shouldn't acquire through money, but rather you have to actually go and physically take it so we don't run into that issue. So since that, what the rabbi has established, so of course they're both me, the Ores, according to Yochanan, both using money and pulling it are from the Torah. And nevertheless, the rabbi said it should only be done through Meshicha. So that's why we only said in the Mishnah that it can be done through Meshicha by pulling it. Now the Gemara continues. In the Chasim She'elam Achrayis, we said in the Mishnah that a movable object can be acquired along with a piece of land. How do we know that this is true? Amar says the verse says, The verse says that their father gave to them some kind of presents, which are clearly movable objects. Along with these cities in Judah. So you see that the person can acquire a movable object along with a piece of land. The Gemara asks a question. These movable objects that you're trying to acquire along with the piece of land, do those objects need to be placed upon the piece of land in order to be acquired along with that piece of land or not? Come and hear. Rabbi Kiva says, If you have a piece of land that's the size of a very small amount, the smallest piece of land, so you have to leave over the corners of that piece of land, there's a chiyu, there's an obligation to leave over those corners. It would be kurim. And if a person is bringing bikurim, if he's bringing the first fruits, so he's allowed to say the verse, in the thanks that a person gives for the first fruits. So he thanks also, he thanks God also for the piece of land. So he's, this small piece of land is enough for a person to be able to say, the land that you have given me. We turn to Chafavim, base page 26b. It's enough of a piece of land in order to be able to write a document such that the Shemitah will not cancel a loan. So in order to write such a document, the person who borrowed the money has to have a, a piece of land. So it has to be at least a kolshahu. 
Even the smallest piece of land is enough for a person to be able to to acquire along with this piece of land some kind of movable object. So now the Gemara says, If it's true that it needs to be piled on top of the property, the piece of land, what can a small, small piece of land, an infinitesimally small piece of land, hold on it? Targuma Rav Shmuel Bar Bisna Kamei Rav Yosef Rav Shmuel Bar Bisna explained in front of Yosef as follows: The case is where you place into the small piece of land a small needle, and you're trying to acquire the needle along with the piece of land. I'm related to Rav Yosef, so Rav Yosef responded and says, "Kvistan, you have." Pains me. The mission is coming to teach us a law in regards to acquiring a needle. It can't be. Omar of Ashi, of Ashi says to explain, to answer Yosef's question, Why can't we say, the case is talking about where you put on top of this needle a precious gem that's worth a thousand zoos? And therefore, the, it would indeed be necessary for the mission to teach us this law. So we have not yet proven whether or not you need it to be piled upon a piece of land. Tashima, we bring another proof. Amar Rabbi Lazar says, There's a story with a certain Maduni, a person from Madon. He was in Jerusalem. He had a lot of movable objects. He wanted to give them over as a present. They said to him, the only way that you can accomplish this, since you have so many, it would seem, so is only if you do it on top of or along with a piece of land. So what did he do? He went and he bought a base seller. So at the, in the Havamin, at this point, we think that this means a piece of land that's the size of a coin. And it was right next to Jerusalem. And he said, The northern part of this piece of land goes to so-and-so. Along with that, I would like to have him acquire a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. Umes, and he died. And they established his words, meaning what he did was indeed, it did indeed work. And if it were true that we needed to be piled upon it, what does it help us, this small piece of land that's the size of a coin? How can you hold all of these different things, all these sheep and all these barrels upon it? So Gemara answers, Who says that when we say that it was a base seller, it means it was the size of a coin? My seller, what does it mean that it was a seller? The nafesh tuba was actually much bigger, but my korele seller, why is it referred to as a seller? The Kashi Kasela. It was either as hard as a coin or as hard as a rock. Tash Shema, the Gemara continues. The Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said the name of Rav. There's a story with a certain person. Now this person, so he tried to create a Kenyan, and he wasn't able to do it because of the fact that he was sick. So, the reason that he couldn't do it because he was sick was either according to Rabbi Lazar who holds that a person who's sick, so we don't listen to his words, despite the fact that he said it, we don't listen to him per se later on. Now those who say that no, that he was actually completely healthy, because like according to the rabbis, if he was sick, then, then whatever he would say would be done. So according to the rabbis, he was completely healthy, and that's why his words were not kept Except for the fact that he did some kind of proper kinney, he did some kind of proper acquisition. So we're going to see what the case was. He had a lot of movable objects. He wanted to give them over as a present. So the rabbis told him, The only way that he can accomplish this is by giving over along with a piece of land. What did he do? He went and he took a piece of land. He bought a piece of land near Jerusalem. He said, This small piece of land, a hand's breadth by a hand's breadth, should be given over to so and so. And along with it, I want to give over a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. And he died. And the rabbis upheld that which he did. So we see that it's a good king. And if it would be true that it needs to be piled upon that piece of land, how does one hand's breadth by hand's breadth, one hand's breadth hold this many things?
says, no, what's the case here? That actually he wasn't giving over the the sheep themselves, but rather he was giving over the value of the sheep and the value of these barrels. It makes sense this way. Because if they meant the actual sheep themselves and the actual barrels themselves, he has other options. He could have given it over with chalipin, which is a transfer where one person gives over to the other person some kind of cloth, and in return the other person agrees to give over the acquisition. So why didn't he do it that way? So clearly the reason that he didn't do it that way is because he's not talking about uh, the actual things themselves, but rather money. Because money you can't acquire with chalipin. So now, Sigmar says, what do we see? It must be for money. The money itself is what he was giving over. So why doesn't he give it over with pulling? So must be because the person he's trying to give it over to was not there. You know what? The reason why they didn't do chalipin is not because we're talking about money for sure, but it's because the guy who's receiving the present, it wasn't there. You can't prove it. You can't prove anything from that. Now the Gemara says, The Gemara wants to know, why did we tell him that he should only do it along with a piece of land? Why doesn't he just go and do it through someone else? Someone else can merit it for him. So the person who was giving it over didn't trust anyone. He was afraid that the person who would do it for the other person would take it for himself and he would use it. So what does it mean when we said that there's no other uh, way of fixing this, no other way of accomplishing this? He does have another option. He could give it over. He just doesn't trust anyone. says, this is what we meant. So because this guy doesn't trust anyone, so the only resolution for this person is to give it over along with a piece of land. Tashima, we're going to give another attempt trying to prove whether or not you need it to be piled upon the piece of land. There was a story with Hermigamlil and the elders. They were going on a ship. So Hermigamlil said to the Zakanim, he realized that he had forgotten to tell someone to take off Truma and Miser on his on his things. And the halacha is, the law is that a Tamar Chacham is not allowed to leave his stuff unmeisered. He has to make sure to take off his tithes all the time, immediately. So what did he do? He says to the Zakanim as follows. The Miser that I'm going to take off in the future we are on the top of 27a so I'm giving it over to Yeshua Yeshua was a Levi I'm giving it to him and along with that the way I'm acquiring it to him is via this piece of land that I'm renting to him and the Miser Ani, the poor tithe, the tithes for the poor people, I'm, that I'm going to take off in the future. I'm giving it to Rabbi Akiva. Rashi says Rabbi Akiva was a Gabbat Tzedak, he was in charge of handing out money to the poor. So he said, I'm giving it to him in order that he should merit it for the poor people. And I'm renting him the place upon which the stuff is standing there right now. Now, what do we see? We see that actually has to be, in order to acquire along with a piece of land, it has to be standing on that piece of land, because that's that's what he was giving him. He was giving him the land that it was sitting upon. Sigmar answers, There's no proof from there because it could be that in truth you don't have to give it on that piece of land. You don't have to place it on the piece of land that you're giving over along with. Nevertheless, he did it because he wanted to do these rabbis a favor. He wanted to do Yeshua a favor and Rikiva a favor. They shouldn't have to immediately come and collect the stuff. So rather he said that you can rent that space for me until, you, until it's convenient for you to come and pick it up. So now we still have not answered this question. Emir Hashem, the next daily daf, we'll see the answer to the question whether or not, in order to to acquire movable objects along with a piece of land, that it has to be placed upon a piece of land.